Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue, a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. My name is David Rudy. I'm the pastor at Doxa Church, and I'm here with my wife, Julie, today. Hello. Good to be here. Yeah, it's so good to have you back, Julie. I know it was fun when we did the Names of God like a couple summers back. And yes. This season, we're going to do something a little fresh, and instead of having the team of three people who all have their posture... Julie and I are going to have our own conversation that we're going to share with you, yes, the listener. It's like we're inviting you into our living room, and if we were going to talk about these topics, these are some of the things that we'd be talking about. So we're really, really excited about this season. It's just going to be down to earth, David and I having a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So I know a lot of people have heard about you on the podcast, but not everybody actually has talked with you in person because there's a lot of people that listen to this that don't go to Doxa Church. So why don't you just share a little bit about yourself? What's going on in your life right now, Julie? Well, I'm a 32-year-old with braces. That's (laughs) That's what's going on in my life. No, I stay at home with the kids. Beckham and Paxton are older two boys, and they are in school. So I've kind of found myself in this new season trying to figure out my new role in their lives and Mm -hmm. in our family. And I'm also an interior designer. I do a lot of residential spaces, a few commercial spaces, which is really, really fun. And I am busy with a lot of church things. So my time is very much split. And then we also have Monroe at home, who actually happens to be in the room right now. So if you hear a squeaky toy here and there in the background that we couldn't edit out, it's Monroe. It's Monroe. Yeah. Monroe, I have to say, is turning into a little mini Julie. She's kind of always been that way. The other day, the boys couldn't find their lunchboxes, and she, of course, found the lunchboxes for them. Because that's what moms do. They find things. They find things. And then uh, the boys went to bed, and she went to bed, and then she was like... I wasn't home when this happened. Yeah, yeah. You weren't home. You're like, boys, did you make your lunch? I was just like, oh, my word, that's the most Julie thing ever for her to say, because that's what you always remind them to do. Yep. She knows what's going on. Yeah. But we love our kids. We love our family. We love what God's doing in our church. Yeah, it's actually, we're recording and we're about to celebrate our third year anniversary, which is incredible. I feel like time has flown by the fact that our church is already at year three. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, it is wild. Where, where has I think I think we should just take like a couple minutes before we really dive in today to just, let's talk about a, some blessings that God has done in our church and some great things that the Lord has done in the last three years. Yeah, I mean... Everybody always told me when we were planning the church, I talked to a lot of different church planners, and they said this is the most like spiritually refining process you're ever going to go through. Mm-hmm. You have to depend more on God than you've ever depended on Him before, and you it's it reveals more about your character and your heart. And and we've really that's all come true. Like it's <laughs> yes, it's so true because it's Christ's church, and He's building His own church. And we're just faithfully serving and a lot of highs and lows, just amazing relationships that we've had. I mean, I can think of dozens of people that have come into our lives Mm -hmm. and their lives have been completely impacted, transformed, transformed for eternity through what God is doing in Doxa Church and the people of Doxa Church. And that's just incredible to be a part of something like that. Absolutely. I When I think back at the last three years, just like you mentioned, David, there's so many people at DOXA that when I think about who they were at the beginning, 
when we started and to see their life now, mm-hmm. see families that have been transformed. And it's because of Jesus. And even little things like the worship team, like think about where our worship is right now. Mm-hmm. We've grown and we have a lot of ways to grow still. We have not arrived by any means, but it's awesome. And maybe you attend DOXA, you know, praise the Lord for the things that he's doing in our lives. To be able to preach God's word, to open up the authoritative, life-changing, life-giving message of God's word and to be able to to say, hey, this is how our church is going to grow. We're going to teach truth, going to get out of the way. We're going to let the Holy Spirit move in a mighty way in your own heart. Mm -hmm. And just doing that week after week, it's just been a joy. Like it's it's one of those things we're never going to forget. Absolutely. What we've been able to do through Christ's strength in this season. Yes. Well, I think before we get started, David, since this is the first episode of the season, let's walk through the different topics that we're going to be talking about in this season. And then I'll let you reveal what we're going to talk about today and we can dive in. (laughs) Awesome. So we don't necessarily have all of our topics mapped out. Send us some suggestions. Yes, we would love to hear hear from you on that. I mean, we definitely have an idea, relevant things, like real life things that you can apply to your life right now that we want to talk through. The first one we wanted to talk about today is marriage. So I know not all of our listeners are married. So if you're not married right now, that's okay. Uh, We're going to be talking about some things that really work in most relationships but of course the marriage relationship is the deepest of all relationships but it prepares you for it and there will be one on dating so stay tuned yes we're gonna definitely have that gonna definitely have one on that but yeah we just celebrated our 10th anniversary back on august 20th Mm -hmm. so congratulations you made it with me for 10 years i i think i should be congratulating you (laughs) we've seen a lot of different things uh we've lived in Three, uh, four different states uh-huh. actually in our 10 years a brief little stint in illinois for the training sessions uh-huh. of church planning but so much has happened in 10 years it's yes. pretty hard to believe but i also want to say 10 years it's a long time but it also isn't and we have not arrived and we are growing in yeah. our marriage and we will always be growing in our marriage and we don't know it all by any means i think what we're going to share today is just things that we have learned along the way that that have helped us that we mm. would love to encourage and help you with what you're saying is this isn't a paul david trip marriage no. conference we've learned from we've him had that, <laughs> learned a lot from that we had John and Betsy Dirks. That was another great one. Yes. Um, even had a couple podcasts. Shout out to Betsy out if you're listening. You Love you. And we have Ron and Jody Zappia coming for another marriage conference in another month. Is it a month away? Uh, two months. Two months away. It's November. Yeah, yeah, beginning of November. So, yeah, this is not that. This is just really four practical truths that we all know, but I think they're very, very important to constantly bring to the table and discuss together yeah and and maybe i don't know where you're at in your marriage as you're listening to but like as we talk through these points about marriage you know apply them to your life and in your in what your role is not what your spouse's role is but what your role is in your marriage Mm -hmm. so david why don't you kick it off okay 
Absolutely, I will. I was just going to add one more thing to you before the first point, and that is we've done a lot of premarital counseling lately. We've had a lot of people get married in our church yes. this year. 2021 has been a year yes, of marriages. give it a couple more years and we'll have a baby boom. <laughs> yep, yep. But one of the big things that is just like bedrock behind all of this that we always emphasize in the premarital sessions is if your focus is on you and what you're getting out of it, you're always gonna get upset at the mm-hmm. lack thereof and the deficiencies of your spouse. If it's about what they're doing for me or what I'm getting here or there, it's gonna be an uphill battle and there's mm-hmm. gonna be some frustration. There's gonna be a lot more fights than there needs to be. But if you approach it as far as I am going to sacrificially give 100%, mm-hmm. just like Christ gave to me, that's when you're gonna actually start painting a picture of the gospel which is what we want to do. And my first point today, I have four of these. And so the first one is a good marriage is the fruit of gospel-driven habits. Mm. Good marriage is the fruit of gospel-driven habits. And I just want to put this out here, and I want to hear your thoughts on this too, Julie. But, I mean, if you don't have the spiritual disciplines in your own life, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to practice them with your significant other. Oh, absolutely not. And if you're not doing it before you're married, shout out to those that aren't married yet. It's yeah. not going to suddenly come into place right. when you're married. Right. So for a healthy marriage, you have to have prayer together. You, mm. God's not going to be the center of the marriage if you're not praying, if you're not it's, including him in that conversation. It's key for not only just your own spiritual walk and your growth, but in your conflict that's how we get through conflict mm-hmm. is through giving it to the lord and working through it with him in prayer and if that's not the foundation how can you go to the one that's going to ultimately help you through the difficulties yeah so along with that other what are some other spiritual disciplines that we have in our relationship with god to have a healthy relationship with god these these are going to be the same things in marriage right so there has to be confession there needs to be repentance there needs to be patience, humility, sacrifice, as I've mm-hmm. already as I've already talked about. But yeah, conf- I think I think confession, owning up, like, you know what? I'm sorry, I messed up here. I didn't do what I needed to do. Will you forgive me? Then mm-hmm. the other person saying, "Hey, I forgive you." Yep. It's it's in the past. Let's move forward together. It's so important to do that. And sometimes we know that it's very important to do, but we almost assume that it's going to happen. And if we don't actually go out there and say what we mean and the other person take it at face value and actually say the words, I forgive you, it still has lingering effects. Right. Well, and I think when that doesn't happen, maybe you can just brush it under the rug because you don't want conflict. Yeah. But it's kind of like a zit on your face. It's there. We see it. It's small. And at some point, it's going to pop. I know this is a very gross illustration. <laughs> but but it only gets worse unless you take care of it. When it started, that zit started, it should have been taken care of. Yeah. That's what conflict resolution is. It's zit maintenance. I love this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> then you can have a beautiful face. I.e. a beautiful beautiful marriage. Yeah. I love that. 
you see those passages of scripture too that talk about let love cover a multitude of sins you know count others more significant than yourselves like in humility you can find unity you're not going to have unity if you don't have humility Mm -hmm. and those are general principles from the book of philippians for the church as a whole but of course they are spiritual disciplines with our relationship with god and they're also going to have to come into play Mm -hmm. if our marriage is going to be a picture of the gospel we have to have those gospel-driven habits so let's just talk about how we get into the habit of having patience how do you get in the habit of confession repentance forgiveness what does that look like what are the things you can do to practically form a habit of having humility in your marriage relationship well i think and again think about this in terms of you not your spouse just you Mm -hmm. if you are walking with the lord closely and you're in tune to the spirit's leading that's going to naturally happen mm-hmm. by obeying the Spirit's leading. You're going to want to humble yourself. And and we mess up. It's not perfect because we're all human. But just daily walking with the Lord. In so these prayer, habits are really formed by us spending that time with God. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And when I think of like spiritual disciplines, you know, in your marriage, having a healthy marriage, it comes down to you walking with the Lord. And I know a lot of you listening have probably heard of the triangle illustration. If you can picture a triangle in your head, you've got three corners. And at the bottom left, we're going to have the husband. And at the bottom right, we're going to have the wife. And the very top is God. And if you're both following the Lord, it's always going to lead you to the top, to the to God, always, every time. But what happens is if one spouse gets off trail, they're not walking with the Lord, they're in sin, and they're not confessing, they're not being humble, or vice versa, whether it's the wife or the husband. You're not being led to the Lord, and you're, your marriage is going to have issues. Yeah. And I think the next point is actually going to play along along these lines because we're going to start talking about communication in a minute. Mm. But as far as specifically forming habits, I think you need to just take note like, hey, am I, am I talking about myself mm. and my agenda or am I actually asking questions about them and, and what's going on in their life? Mm. Just that simple examination in your own heart and life. Am I asking questions and listening or am I just talking about what I want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Like I that's the way can... you form the habit of, that's the way you build humility. Like you build humility if you're listening to them and, and you're letting them talk. You're going to actually build patience because it's not going to just be about what mm-hmm. I want to talk about and what I want right now. Is there anything else that you would like to add here yourself, Julie, as far as forming spiritual habits? And yeah, like- I think... Attending church is a really big one and attending church together. And and beyond that, you know, being in community with other believers, the church, the church mm-hmm. is the people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you have those marriage issues, you have people speaking truth and love into your life or people that you can go to to ask for help. I think that's just super important. And ultimately, being at church, you're going to learn and grow if your church is preaching the gospel and the truth and they're standing up for what the Bible says, that's going to be a bedrock for your marriage. That's so true. So let's go into the second one now, communication. This is what I have for it. This is the second truth. Your love for one another cannot deepen if you don't communicate. 
if you're not communicating with God, how are you ever going to grow in your love for God, right? Mm -hmm. We all understand that. But I think it plays the same way. It plays out the exact same way in our marriage relationships. If we're not communicating and sharing our thoughts, desires, hopes, and dreams, and concerns. Yeah, I think this is one. I don't know the statistics on this, but I think this has got to be high up there on where a lot of marriages just break down. And it can be solved a lot of times very simply with just communicating. I think our day and age with phones has made it really hard. And you would think, oh, no, we have a lot of info at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. But we're busy on social media. We're busy on other things. We're not actually looking into their eyes and talking and having a conversation. Like, how was your day? Tell me about your boss. Tell me about, you know, in six months, we're talking about this trip we want to go on. You know, we need to make those reservations. Let's talk about that. I know for us in our marriage, sometimes there can be a breakdown of if you're not saying something, that's saying something. You can never overly communicate enough. If yeah. you think a compliment in your head, say it out loud. Like, oh, he looks really nice today. I like that outfit, which you do look nice today, David, by the way. Thank you. Thanks, um, So do you. Or you think, man, he cut the grass and he actually weeded it, weeded or whatever. Is that the right way to say that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, they know, they know what we're talking about. He's the weed whipper. I know weed whacker. Weed whipper. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know what you call that. You... You did a really nice job on the grass. I appreciate that. Or thanks for stopping by the grocery store on the way home. Mm -hmm. That's communicating care. That's communicating love. And that's only going to put drops in the bucket to fill them up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Julie, thanks for saying that. I agree. I mean, communication has to be happening to where you are making an absolute effort to put down the phone, to look at each other in the eyes, to have that specific time Mm -hmm. where you're thinking about them and you're listening to them and you're showing them that you care. Mm -hmm. And the way it is today, it's so hard. There's so many distractions. I mean, we have so many things at our fingertips. So I would just say, practically speaking, if you're both at night on your phones, one person has their show, the other person has their hobby, that's the temptation for us because we both have very different, you know, interests. When when the kids go down, it's like you want to watch a show that I have no interest in watching. I want to do something that you literally have no interest in. But to go out of your way to say both – and it takes two people on this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spend the time right now to do this with you, and then you're going to take an interest. Even though you could care less about soccer or destiny – you're going to actually give a little bit of time, just a little bit of time <laughs> to listen to that and to communicate about that. Just those little things show that, hey, I care. We can do something that we can enjoy together. We, and then and then as you do that, we found, this is something that we found over the years, is you, your tastes can change. I know stuff that you love, like the design things, like color. I've learned a lot about that, and I enjoy listening to you talk about that, whereas if I didn't give the time to just slow down and listen to it, I would have never, I would have never been there. Still have, I still have some room to grow. Like we could still probably both, both spend too. I think more time on it. It's always a work in progress. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Number three is the secret to sustaining 
healthy intimacy is to focus on fulfilling your partner. Mm. I know we just jumped right into yes. a new one here. Yes. Uh, let's just swing the door wide open. No pun intended. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> you went there. <laughs> okay. So we're talking about intimacy in marriage, and there's a lot we could say, but David, I think you should share. I mean, obviously, we could go into a thousand things, right? But it goes back to what I originally said at the outset. Like, if your focus is not on you, but your focus is on fulfilling your partner, then you're going to see that that actually transforms your own sex life because mm-hmm. you're both enjoying it way more. And that's It's not the, what our world teaches. Right. It's the opposite. It's the opposite mindset of the world that you see even with Jesus Christ saying, be a servant leader. Mm -hmm. Like everything is the antithesis of the way like the world functions and the world operates. It's about me. I'm getting mine. I'm getting what I enjoy. Like this is something that's gratifying for me. When the Lord just flips that on its head and and when the Holy Spirit is involved, it's like, I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to serve. I'm going to give 100% for you. And this is where like the breakdown comes into play, even with Christians who love Jesus. Mm-hmm. We're so in this this worldly culture that has completely skewed what what God's gift of sex is. We can get this in all these other facets of life, but then we leave it off the table mm-hmm. when it comes into this particular aspect of our lives. And this is one of the most most important of all, mm-hmm. sexual intimacy. And if it could just be like, I'm gonna do everything I can to make her have a great time, then in the process, we both have a way better time. Right, and, and I think this really ties back to what we just talked about with communication. Communication is huge with intimacy, and it can cause a lot of tension in marriage when one person wants it and the other doesn't, but it's not communicated, and then tensions build, and just being open and honest and both yeah. respecting one another within reason, girls. And guys, it goes both ways. And communication is just really, really important. Yep. That is the secret, I would say, to sustaining a very healthy, and, growing sexual intimacy. You know, we had a marriage conference with John and Betsy Dirks, and I know in our ladies' session, Betsy went there with our conversation, and, you know, you kind of giggle about it. She's talking about sex, and she said, you know, you guys need to be having sex three times a week, and, you know, you can hear the giggles, but, you know, are you right or wrong if you do it three times a week? No, but at the same time, there's a lot of wisdom in that. Mm-hmm. You need to be connecting with your spouse mm-hmm. and in, in that way, mm-hmm. and on this side of the coin of us being in ministry, we do talk with people that are struggling in their marriage. And one of the first things that can go in a marriage mm-hmm. is intimacy. It's a barometer for sure of where you're headed. It's like a forecast too. Yes. Uh, of where, where things are going. Yes. It's almost like if you're having a lot of marriage problems, I can guess you're probably not having sex. Maybe mm-hmm. that's wrong. You know, there are cases where that is wrong, but it is a barometer. I think that's a great word to, to mm-hmm. judge that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so give that some time and attention, the time and attention that it needs. Be giving. Uh, yeah. You know, if maybe you're not feeling it and your other spouse is, be open and honest about it mm-hmm. and but work also, through it together. And also, when we're talking about what you're doing for, the, for your partner, I mean, part of this has to be I have to take care of myself so I'm presenting the best version of myself for my spouse. 
You know, we can't really leave it here without actually going to that application. If you're just not maintaining your own physical appearance and you're just letting things slide and you're mm. being sloppy and you're being careless and you're eating whatever you want to eat, that is literally going to have a negative effect in this direct area towards your spouse. Absolutely. Um, so enough said there for now. We can revisit that one later. But number four, last one, is embrace the truth that challenges can either draw you closer or pull you further apart. Mm. So you're going to have conflict. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. Like I mentioned in the sermon just last Sunday, you have darkness before the tunnel, you have darkness after the tunnel. But if you know Christ, the light is in you. So we're not just talking about the scenario of like, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Like, no, life is going to be challenging and marriage is is hard. You're You're facing the ups and the downs and a lot of the valleys of life together. So know that every single one of those is an opportunity either to drift apart or to, in that triangle, get closer together as you look to God. And as long as you have that mindset that we have to get closer, we have to get to know God deeper as we as we pray through this together. Yeah, well, and this comes back full circle to the first point that we had about spiritual disciplines. And with that, if you're walking with the Lord and this these hardships come up, you guys are going to work them together and you're going to be stronger as a couple. I can think of, you know, examples in our marriage. When we were first married, I got really, really sick and was in the hospital and it was really rough. And in that moment, we had to make a choice. Are we going to get angry at God? We had no money. Mm-hmm. Are we going to um, not communicate about this? But no, by God's grace, he drew us closer together and built more faith in us through those hardships. Yeah. I've seen that he was faithful then and he's going to be faithful now. So now when we have the next thing that comes up next week, we can look back at what God has already done. Mm -hmm. And I mean, honestly, we have this conversation quite often, like of looking at how God built our church. You know, Mm -hmm. this is a big thing that we've invested in that the Lord called us to. And, you know, week in, week out, if you're just looking at it on a weekly basis, it can get super discouraging some Mm -hmm. weeks. But when you look at, wait, God has brought us this far. He's done this, 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 and this. We got to trust him that he's Mm going to, he's got this next situation under control as well. And he has a plan for this too. Absolutely. I think, you know, in this podcast, we just want you to take away, this as a temperature gauge for your marriage. How are you doing on these things? How are your spiritual disciplines in your marriage how's your communication how's your intimacy how are you working together through challenges where are you at on that and you know you can't change your spouse you can't but you can change your heart and you can change your response through the holy spirit's power absolutely julie that's a great way to end it we can't change our spouse but we can through the power of the holy spirit in a relationship with god grow in our own relationship with him love more love our spouse more and then god is going to use that for greater change for his good and his glory amen thanks monroe all right well that's all we have for you this week and we'll be back next week looking forward to it please let us know what you thought and you can always find us on Spotify. You can find us 
on our website, just under the podcast page. You can, of course, DoxaUpstate.Church. Yeah, that's our website, DoxaUpstate.Church. And please give us a review on iTunes as well. That's where you're listening to us from Apple Podcasts. Please give us a review. Please give us a share. Like this episode, and we will be back next week. Bye-bye.